every day. If it's difficult every day, whether I want to or not every day, I will make good choices because you just see that person try to get out of a chair and it just shocks you. It's, it's, it's shocking to see that in real life. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and you recognize the face next to me. Yes, it is Carrie Thompson, the COO of Code Red, MSNRN, and has lost 100 pounds and has kept it off for many years with Code Red. So we are happy. I was, I'm trying to think of something intelligent to say, Carrie, but I'm just going to have to say the old we're happy that you're here. I thought we're you were going to say you don't recognize Carrie in the beanie, but people that follow me on Instagram know I wear beanies every day. So it's. I told Carrie yesterday, can we podcast? And this is what I got. So it's not like I asked her five minutes ago. And I'm this sorry. is what I get. <laughs> this is what I get. I get farm. I got chicken poop in her hair and everything. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I'm just happy that she could make time. She does have a quite a quite a full day today. But today we're talking about something that I I kind of worried about the topic, the title, because the title matters. The title makes you want to click on it. But then, you know, we just kind of settled on a topic. We're talking about warning your future self. Now, I have not talked about this with Carrie ahead of time. We've she was telling me a story and it made me think of this idea. So this is going to be as much of a surprise to her as it is to you. And I like that. I like genuine reactions. I like to be, I like when both of us are raw and real with you. So Carrie, you have been a registered nurse for over 20 years. You have a master's degree. You have taught nursing when you rotated. Of course, you've done ICU, open hearts, trauma. But when you rotated through nursing school, of course, all nurses have to rotate through each department. So you have seen it all. You have done it all, including home health, including peds, including the ED. You've got all kinds of experience, but you've taken here a few months ago, another job to keep your nursing skills sharp and to fulfill your love cup and your love for, for patients and your love for nursing. And it is in home health. And I would love for you to take us back to the beginning of nursing up until now. And why is it that what you're finding in home health now is quite shocking and has made such an impact on you versus why, why now, why is it now making such an impact on you when you've been doing this for over two decades? That is such a great question. So as you're asking me that the very first thing that comes to mind, Chrissy, is that when you became a hospital nurse and any of my nurses or CNAs or, you know, mid-level practitioners know what I'm talking about. When you become a hospital nurse, you, and that's all I did all forms of hospital nursing, not a lot of labor and delivery, not a lot of peds by choice, let me tell you. You're in a controlled environment. So you you say, for the most part, you're kind of in charge. So you say, get out of the bed, come sit here. You need to sit for your meal. Here are your meds. I always gave patients choices, but it's controlled. I'm sorry, we don't smoke in the hospital. I'm going to go ahead and get you cleaned up. 
I'm going to turn down your IV. I'm going to take your IV out. I'm going to put in a new IV. So it's this controlled environment, this somewhat sterile environment that you're in as a nurse, and you control all the variables. You try to control all the variables. If you're a good nurse, you're going to know before your patient codes, you're going to have a sense. I used to roll the crash cart into the room and be like, I have a sense. And they would say, oh, are you pre-coding him? I'm putting my fingers in quotes for those of you that are listening. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing the code card in to ward off any evil spirits. Any ICU nurse knows exactly what I'm talking about. So it's a very controlled environment. You see people that have abused their bodies. For instance, you see the COPDers, the in-stage COPDers on a ventilator. You take care of the status post um, removal of a limb because of diabetes. You take care of patients on dialysis because of diabetes. So you're seeing this, but you're not actually seeing them commit the crime. If that's an okay to way, way to say that, you know what I mean? It's, I would see people on a, on a balloon pump, which helps your heart beat. It's a very simple way to say that uh, because they did an eight ball of cocaine and they wrecked their heart. So, but I didn't see that person do the eight ball of cocaine. I didn't see the person at home with the mounds of food surrounding them. I just saw the result of diabetes. I didn't see the person smoking with their oxygen on at home. I just saw them on a ventilator in the ICU. So different perspective. And we all knew as nurses at the time, like this is some bad stuff, but you go into the home and I have never done home healthcare until what, five, six months ago. It is an eye opener. It is an eye opener to see people in their own environments making choices that will lead them to where I will take care of them in the hospital. Wow. And can you kind of paint a picture for us? For those of us who have, I, I was a, a CNA back in the day, back in the late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. So it's been, uh, it's been a while now, but can you kind of paint a picture for us of what kind of environment are you, what are you, what are you finding when you go into these homes? What kind of situations are you seeing? What are you dealing with here? For those of us who, who don't, aren't in nursing and we don't understand what, what it, Carrie's even talking about and how bad it is. Home health is very interesting because we are taking care of people. We are teaching them so we can get them better to where they don't need us. So the eventual goal is to get them better. So there's a lot of teaching involved. And of course, I want to protect the, you know, the all the names and the situations very carefully. So I'll be extremely vague about what I talk about. But let me give you an example. Hey, Mrs. Brown, how are your blood sugars doing? How are your blood sugars before a very fragile diabetic with wounds all over that won't heal? Because when you have an elevated glucose level, uh, elevated blood glucose level, you have an inhibited healing. It's also sweet blood. What loves sweet blood? Bacteria and infections love sweet blood. They love it. They thrive in sweet blood. I mean, that's a great place. And I say sweet blood because it's an elevated glucose. You guys understand what I'm saying. So Mrs. Smith or Mrs. Brown, how are your blood sugars doing? Well, they're right around 300. When they go below 300, I don't feel so good. So I am watching, I'm watching this person eat processed Franken food to keep their blood sugar at 300 or above because they are not used to normal glycemic levels. Mm -hmm. So they feel crappy and they do feel crappy. It's sort of mm -hmm. like if someone's hypertensive all the time, they have elevated blood pressure and you bring them down to a 120 over 70, they don't feel good for a while. It takes a while to get adjusted to that. 
It's just like on the code red lifestyle when we take them off, you know, all the crap carbs, they feel crappy for a while. So that's an example. Another example is someone with a Walmart sack full of medications, not organized. They have a family member that passed away. All those meds are stuck in there too. And I take a blood pressure and it's sky high. Do you take your medications today? And literally they're rifling through the the bag to tell me whether or not they took their medications. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like right there, those are choices that are leading. Well, what do you eat? Well, I'm diabetic, diabetic leg wounds. I eat potatoes a lot. Now they just don't know that potatoes aren't the best choice. They don't know they should be eating the pot roast and the green beans and just don't worry about the potatoes for now. So again, sweet blood wounds. And I'm just seeing this on a daily basis. I'm seeing people with end-stage lung problems living with five people and all five people smoke in the home around the end-stage lung person. Yeah, you seem shocked. I've also seen farm animals in people's living room, but we won't go there. (laughs) So this is interesting to me because Carrie, you've been working for Code Red for many years. You have kept a hundred pounds off. You know, Carrie and I come from an obese extended family. Both sides of our mom and dad's side of the family all battle with obesity. And we have battled with it, Carrie more so than me. And Carrie has kept a hundred pounds off. But you made a comment to me here recently, which sparked this podcast, because the name of this podcast is Warning My Future, Warning Your Future Self. And you said, Let me tell you, sis. Seeing all these people with so many preventable complications really solidifies my resolve to stay healthy the rest of my life. Why is it after 20 years of nursing and after 10 plus years of weight loss and keeping your weight off that this hit you like a ton of bricks? I think it's because I'm seeing it firsthand. Again, you're not seeing it secondhand. We all know that these things are bad for you. But when you say to a patient, can you go ahead? They're in a recliner. Let's give this as a great example. Can you go ahead and stand up for me? I'm going to see how you get out of your chair. So anyone that's worked with people, they're like laughing with me right now. And Christy, you too. They, they start rocking and then they rock. I don't want to get too far away from my microphone. And they're, let's just say they're morbidly obese. And, and again, I'm not judging them. I'm just watching to make sure that they are safe in their home. That's what my job is as a nurse. How can I make you safe in your home? So they start rocking, rocking, rocking. And then I say, well, sometimes it helps Mr. Smith if you move to the edge of the chair, like in the exercise class I teach, if they're sitting way back in the chair, it's harder to stand up. But if they sit towards the edge of the chair, it's much easier to get your legs underneath you and propel yourself up. And after seven or eight tries, Christy, they cannot get themselves out of their chair. And again, I'm not judging them, but it made me say to you, like I was working on someone's leg wounds and I just put my legs underneath me and pop right up. Again, I go to the gym every day. I'm a normal weight, but it made me watching that person struggle to get out of their chair. It broke my heart and it broke my heart. And it made me say, I will never do this to my family. None of those family members wanted to change that person's leg dressings. Mm-hmm. None of the family members wanted to help out. None of them. I won't do that to my family. I will stay active. And in the Code Red Lifestyle, we don't promote exercise as a way to lose weight. But once you lose weight, you should be moving your body every day. And let me tell you, you go work a couple of days in home health and it'll make you say, Mm. yep, yep. I will move my body every day. If it hurts every day, if it's difficult every day, whether I want to or not every day, I will make good choices because you just see that person try to get out of the chair and it just shocks you. It's, it's, 
it's shocking to see that in real life. I think you have a really great perspective on this and you've helped me change my stance on it. I am a little more hard on the medical community. I support the medical community more than you even know, you as in the global, all of you guys listening, but I'm frustrated with the medical paradigm based around a pharmaceutical pill for every ill kind of a thought process. Now, having gone through nursing school, having been in this industry so long, having gone through weight loss surgery, being a patient yourself, having lost the weight now with code red, having kept it off, being a weight loss coach, all these different perspectives, who's to blame for these patients rotting and withering away in their homes like this? I don't know. I mean, that's a really, really, really hard, complex question. I I don't think it's any one person that's to blame. I mean, ultimately, we are responsible for ourselves. Ultimately, the buck stops with you as a person. Christy, I've watched diabetics say, I got to get in my healthy whole grains Mm. and then give themselves 70 units of Lantus, which is a long acting insulin at night. That's a lot of Lantus, by the way. I've seen it. And do we have incorrect eating information? I got to tell you, Christy, I think not everything, but I would say in, in my humble opinion, that the vast majority of medical problems that we have right now, and especially the long-term problems that I'm seeing right now, have everything to do with being metabolically broken and everything to do with the way that we are taught to understand food. I truly believe if we could line, because Christy, in Code Red, we've seen it. How many times have we seen people get off their insulin, get off their high blood pressure medication, be able to decrease their thyroid medication? We've seen it. So there is truth to health, death, or life. The Bible says death or life is in the power of the tongue. Death or life is in the power of the fork. It's all about what what do you, so whose fault is that? I don't know. I mean, I was taught wrong. You were taught wrong. Yeah. And I know that the medical community is overburdened. You said they simply Uh don't have time to be able to counsel, even if they, even if they could counsel them in a real food diet, water, and it's also a, a time issue you mentioned one time to me. I, they have so many patients, these practitioners, I would not want to be a mid-level practitioner for anything. I, I love what I do. I had considered doing, you know, FNP at one time, ARNP and nurse anesthetist. And I have great respect for PAs, all the, all the practitioners, but Christy, if they are seeing patients in a office setting, or even like a hospitalist that goes and sees patients in the hospital, they don't have time unless they have changed their practice to an old fashioned kind of practice. And I know some doctors, but guess what those doctors do? They suffer financially because they choose to spend more time with their patients. Mm. They suffer. They are doing charting until 10, 11, 12 at night. And, and all my people that are practitioners know that what I'm saying is the absolute truth. They don't, they demand more. The charting is more insurance is more Chrissy. I come home from doing home health and I have two hours of charting ahead of me, but it's because I sit there and talk to my patients and I don't chart in the home. Mm -hmm. I write everything down and then come home and chart it, which probably isn't the best way to do it. But so even I take a hit for spending extra time with my patients. I know that the other day when I took a flight, the Uber driver was telling me about a weight loss program they were on that was all shakes and pills. And it was $150 a month. And over the course of two months, this woman was at least over a hundred pounds overweight. Not only did she tell me, but I noticed it myself. I'm good at judging people's weights. Women, not as good with men, but I'm good. And she had lost six pounds in two months of being five pounds in two months of being on this program. And so I had posted something about this on Instagram and the comments I got back and the DMs were all, 
oh my gosh, why didn't you tell her about Code Red? Oh my gosh, why didn't you tell her about Code Red? My feeling is that it's just not my place to tell her about Code Red. She was happy with her program. I, I don't feel right about it. Would you, and I know we're going to get comments, questions, comments, concerns about, they're going to all say, well, Carrie, why don't you go into the homes and tell these patients about Code Red? You're probably going to answer similar to me. Yeah, it's really a fine line as a home health nurse working for the agency that I work for. I don't necessarily have the right to come in and be like, let me tell you about my Shackley membership. Now, I don't think Code Red's like Shackley. But they would maybe view it that way. They would maybe say, yeah, I hope you're not selling them anything or I hope you're, it's really tough. Although I know the right answer. And what I will do is kind of shift them over to that saying, and you know, you know, what are you eating? Have you thought about eating more veggies and more protein? Have you thought about getting rid of the processed foods? And I'm very direct as a nurse, but I can't be like, I got a book for you. It's called the Code Red Revolution. Although a couple of them I have said, have you thought about, you know, if they find out what I do a lot, because I'm, I'm not as well known in this part of the United States, which is fine with me. You know, the people that know me watch this podcast and there are a lot of you, <laughs> but so a lot of people, you know, in Hardinsburg, Kentucky, aren't going to know, although it's becoming more and more. Thank you, Christy. Thank you very little. No, I'm teasing. I'm actually excited. I love it. But yeah, it's a fine line you walk. It's people, when I was heavy, I would not have appreciated somebody saying something to me. I agree. Because sometimes they're just not ready. Mm -hmm. They really aren't. No, they really aren't. You know, nobody thinks it's going to happen to them. Last night, I sat with our one of our certified coaches, Coach Andrea, and her dog was attacked. Her little chihuahua mix was attacked by another dog and succumbed to her injuries. And Andrea said, I just didn't think you know, she sat and I just sat holding her. She said, I didn't think this was going to happen to me. And people don't think. And I said, Andrea, like it could be totally me. We could be switching seats right now. Like, uh, you know, uh, you didn't do anything wrong, but my Annabelle has run out in front of the UPS man so many times, you know, and it was just a horrible. She just kept saying that. So would you agree that most people don't obviously not the same situation as Andrea and her dog? That was not something she was uh, that she could have prevented. But do you agree that most people's thought process is they don't think it's going to happen to them. They don't think their A1C is going to get to 11.2. They don't think that they're going to have to have a foot amputated. They don't think they're going to have to be on blood pressure medication and have peripheral neuropathy. Do, is, this, is this kind of what you kind of get the feeling from people? So youth is a terrible and wonderful thing, Christy. It's a terrible and wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing because when you're young, you think you're invincible and it's easy to jump out of your chair and it's easy to run a mile and it's easy to bend over and put your shoes on and it's and, and you look good in your clothes. Maybe they don't. I mean, these days, 88, what is it? 88% yeah. of people are, meta- are metabolically, uh, metabolically broken. Yeah. They're broken, unstable, overweight. So, I mean, really eight out of 10 people. So not all of us, but you know, even when we were young, I never thought I never. And one day, Christy, I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't have medical problems now, but they're coming for me. Mm-hmm. I hate when I see these people that I, it makes me so frustrated. I don't hate it. I, I, it makes me so frustrated when I see people that are super heavy and like, I love myself. And we talked about this on the last podcast and I'm perfectly healthy. No, you're not. You may think you are right now, but it's coming for you. And if you don't want to be, if you want to enjoy your later life and not be a burden on your family and not be, a burden on yourself and have a quality of life, then just make choices now. 
make choices to go to a class and do this every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those of you that can't see me, I'm standing up and down. Make choices to get up out of the chair. Make choices to go on the walks, to eat the right food, to drink the water, to avoid the cigarettes and wine. You think that people would know that by now. Still people smoking. I just, it's beyond me. But it, it is, we do, Christy, we, we have this idea when we're young that it's never going to happen to us. And even if you are healthy now, you are not far from medical complications in the ICU. People would come in, especially in Alaska, Christy, because a lot of people didn't seek medical care until it was too late, like they were septic or they had like a major cardiac problem. And they would lay in that bed and they would say, well, I wasn't sick till I went to the doctor's. Or I wasn't sick till I went to a hospital. Here's the reality, Mr. Smith. You were, you were all along. You were, you just didn't know it until you went to the doctor. Well, I got sick when I went to that doctor. No, we uncovered. So it is coming for you. I'm not trying to sound doomsday, but you have to be aware that what you do right now makes such a big difference down the road. It's going to make the difference between you, whether you are, we have a physical therapist that works for us. I think she's in her mid seventies, Christy. Man, she is blowing and going. That lady, she still works full time. Whether that's you or you are having to have at 60 years old, a home health nurse come in and dress your diabetic stasis ulcers on your legs because your habitus is so big that you can't reach down and change your own dressings. It is your choice. It is your choice. Some things are genetic, but it is your choice whether you go down that road or not. You know, we, our dad is two years post, a little over two years post heart attack where he had to be stinted, a couple of blockages, and it was a really scary thing. But sis, prevention ain't sexy. How do we sell, how do we sell prevention to these people? How do we, how are we going to, you know, we named this podcast warning your future self. I should name it prevention ain't sexy. Because that's what we're trying to get you guys to understand. We're trying to get you to get out in front and to stop it from becoming a problem. And not, and that's not the way we think in our, in our country. We think, oh, it's just this Super Bowl. Oh, it's just this Easter Sunday. Oh, it's just this once. It's just this once, this princess cruise. It's just this one time at my granddaughter's birthday party. I'll have, but all these just once adds up to you being in the hospital with a, a blocked artery and, what, how are we going to sell prevention to these people? It's interesting because I know our mother listens to this podcast. Oh, so I'm going to talk about her. Mama Carol, buckle up. Mama Carol and I were having a talk <laughs> about going to the doctor and having preventative things done. Mm-hmm. And does it sound like fun to have a, no, I don't want anybody's hand up my, you know what? Does a colonoscopy sound fun? Not really. Do you think that I liked my mammogram I had a couple of weeks ago? no. It's, I don't know how to make that beautiful. I don't know how to make that as fun as, let me just go get some filler. Let me right. just do this. And I'm not talking about our mom in that situation. I'm just talking about she and I had this conversation. And I said, I know it doesn't sound like fun, but you have to go in. You have to get the mammograms. You have to get the uh, baseline colonoscopies. You have to get that blood drawn every year so you know what's going on with you. And it's the same way with eating right. It's little choices day after day after day that make a a beautiful, well-lived life. Let me give you a great example, Chrissy. I got to sit straighter in my chair to give you this example. My supervisor at Home Health, her name is Samantha. I do not believe that she listens to this podcast, but she is very little. You met her. She's very petite. 
She is absolutely at a perfect weight. You know, she's, she, and let me tell you, that woman is strong. Now she is 50, 50 plus 50. I don't know. She looks great, but you know what she does every day? She doesn't eat the candy at the home health office. That's what she does every day. She takes her butt to the gym every day and she does core things to make her abs strong, her arms strong, her legs strong. Is she a bodybuilder? No. Is she going to be in a competition? Not that I'm aware of. Christy, she drinks water sitting at her desk every day. She chooses not to overeat. She chooses not to go out, but seldom. I watch her. She's not code red. But let me tell you, if you see a woman in in our part of the United States that is her age, that is in that 50 bracket and looks really good and is has really nice strength and a, a fit, trim shape, you know she's doing something right and has for many years. She makes small choices every day and probably because she's in charge of home health to where I will never have to go to her, her house and help her from the wheelchair to the toilet. Probably never. Now, can things happen? Yes. Can you get injured? Yes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about chronic lifestyle related. And my, my supervisor, my boss, Samantha, she does little things every day. Christy, you do little things every day. You drink your water every day. You get out and exercise your dogs every day. And these add up to being healthy in our later years and getting to enjoy life. We shouldn't just enjoy life in our 20s. We should enjoy life in our 60s, our 70s, our 80s. And the only way you're going to do that, Rebels, is if you do something about it now. Yeah. And I think people, they they think that prevention is going to be more involved. It is actually the little things, you know, that just getting up and walking every day, you know, Joyce Meyer is, is in her 80s. And she walks five miles a day. And God told her, like, I mean, it's like 20 years ago. If you want to continue to do this until the day I take you home, then you have to you have to take care of your body or you won't be able to. You have to drink your water. You have to get your sleep. You have to get your rest. You have to take, you know, watch your stress levels. And I think people don't realize how little it would take. It would take consistently drinking your water every single day. It would take getting walking your dog consistently. You know, it would take just doing your your annual exam at your OBGYN. It actually doesn't take much to be super effective. It doesn't take much, Christy. You're absolutely mm. right. We're not talking about like, I'm going to throw my TV in the river, as we have famously <laughs> said on this podcast 45,000 times. We're not talking about throwing your TV in the river. We're no. talking about when I wake up this morning before I drink my coffee, I'm going to drink 40 ounces of water. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to, after work, bring my tennis shoes and go to the gym. I teach a silver sneakers class of exercise ladies. And it's just take those weights and do those bicep curls, lean down on the ground and then reach up to the sky. These are the things that are going to keep these people off my home health list, which is what I always tell them, Christy. I do not want to see you on my list of patients to go visit. I always tell them that. I mean, you know, there's falls that are going to happen and little things that are going to happen, but I do not want to see you on my list. That's why you lift those weights, you know, and it's little things. Christy, my Lord, you're going to live forever. Everyone's going to be like, who's left? Well, Aunt Christy's still left. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. And you know, if you can root sugar out of your life now, I just got done speaking on a sugar summit uh, called Live Sugar Free. And I think that's going to come out later on this month. And if you could truly root sugar out, I finally rooted sugar out of my life about 10 to 15 years ago. I know 15 years ago, I really struggled with sugar addiction. And then 10 years ago, I I struggled with, I went through counseling and and I think I got back on it. And then 10 years ago, I completely eliminated it. 
And it's been the best thing because sugar, as we know, is a hepatotoxin and will and does age the organs. It feeds into disease. It feeds into cancer. We know that sugar is not good, especially in the quantities that we are consuming it in this country uh, nowadays. And so if you can root sugar out of your life, my gosh, it will, it will, if you do have a break or a wound, it's going to heal much better. You're going to do much better. You're not going to have that inflammation there. So it really doesn't take much. The water, moving around, getting your sleep, stop cutting yourself so short. It doesn't, it's just, and you won't be on Carrie's home health list. No, I don't want you there. I don't want you on there because you have a wound. I mean, things do happen beyond our control. And so people are going uh, to be critical of that with this podcast. But Christy, the preventable chronic illnesses started when you were 20 and mm. 25 and 30 and 35. Truth. It's the truth. And you can, you can deny it all you want. You can live it up and, and have whatever kind of crazy youth you want, but you will look like you were road hard and put away wet. I mean, that's just the truth. We've all met those people. And I refuse to be a burden on my children beyond what I can control. Christy, Coach Abby Acuff had a stroke after she had lost all of her weight with Code Red that would have killed her, the doctor said, if she had not lost the weight, would have killed her would have killed her. She would have not been there for her first grandbaby that's coming. She would not be there for her dog, Duke, mm -hmm. or she would have been hor I mean, she has come back from a stroke. She has done a great job. No neural deficits that I can see. I think she gets a little tired in the afternoons, but she does great. And so that is because she decided to make a change in her life. So I would encourage the people listening just to really examine where, where do you want to be in your later years and what can you do now to pave the path for good health? Is, is her daughter pregnant? Seriously? Yeah, she's having a grandbaby. I did not know yeah. that. That is so exciting. First grandbaby. grandbaby. You I know. know. I can't nothing... wait for that to be me. Oh, don't say no. Wait, go. Not ah. right now, but I just can't wait, Christy, to get myself on some hand. Um, some, I'm going to bite little baby tummies and bellies. Um, 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 I know. Aunt Christy's going to come visit. Yes. No, I love babies. Don't I know. They love you. Me. Oh, I love babies. So <laughs> I'm excited, but. They're so young, sis. They're know, so young. They young. I know. Courtney told me the other day, mom, I am the age right now that you were when you had me. And I was like, oh, dear God, what was I thinking? <laughs> I remember that. That was a rough time in your life, but turned out okay. You got a couple of, uh, a few great kids. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, warning your future self. You know, I love that Carrie painted these home health stories for us. For those of us who don't go into people's homes and we don't see how other people live, we only see how we live. And it's really great to get. I hope you got that visual in your head. And I hope you said, I hope you realize that what you do now really does set you up for the future. And prevention ain't sexy, but we still have to keep, we still have to keep fighting the good fight. Amen. I agree hundred percent. And thank you. Thank you for asking about my experiences. That was fun to share. Yeah, that's really, it's fun for me to, to just sit and listen to you talk. You are the best storyteller. And I know that we're sisters. And outside of this podcast, you know, we have to keep it down a little. We have to, we have to be a little more subdued on our podcast. But between the two of us, she's the funniest human being on the planet. And she just, oh, it's her songs and her stories and her voices. And oh, my Lord. So thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love being friends with you. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care of yourself. Visit us on the Code Red app. CodeRedLifestyle.com forward slash APP. If you want off of social media, free from the algorithms, the ads, the, the, the censorship, and a one-stop shop inside the Code Red Network. We would love to have you there. Until next time, have a good one, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. So go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.